Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona. Every week here on ACB Media One, that's American Council of the Blind, Media One, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week, we'll dive into the news, human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind community. everybody or good afternoon or good evening depending on where you are in the world my name is andrea de and uh do not adjust your dial if you don't hear anthony corona because anthony corona is not running uh sunday edition today we have a little different show for you today um just to, to tell you very quickly um i was the winner of the acb auction um which allowed me to uh plan and facilitate this program today and i'm i see a lot of my friends out there and i'm just thrilled that you're all here first of all i want to thank my first hour guests um they are tom kaufman from maryland um larry gassman who is president of the orange county chapter of the california council of the blind and john gassman who is pre- who is vice president of the orange county chapter of the california council of the blind thank you gentlemen for being here i want to thank byron lee who is my streamer, and of course, the lovely Chanel Allen, who is my host. Thank you so much, Chanel. Appreciate you being here, too. So anyway, without further ado, we are going to get on to um, what we're going to do during our first hour, which is we're going to talk all things convention. Now, I know the convention ended about three weeks ago, but we're still talking about it. And uh, those of us who were there, there was a lot that went on and, and a lot of things that a lot of highlights um, for me, my I had two highlights, and um, this is what I want to share with you, and then I'm going to ask uh, the gentlemen uh, who are my guests this hour to share their highlights. Um, my two highlights were the Malcolm X uh, Museum and Foundation Tour, which was absolutely fabulous. I thought I knew quite a bit about um, Mr. Little, and uh, I there were there was a lot I knew, but there was a lot I didn't know. And it was an absolutely wonderful, wonderful tour, informative, interesting, powerful, uh, very emotional for those of us who were there. Just a really, really neat day. And uh, the other highlight was getting to meet one of my absolute favorite uh, NLS narrators, Mr. Ray Fouché. I have been a fan for years. And for those of you who are familiar with his work, um, you can you can understand why he's just a fabulous. Uh, I've had a few people who said to me, "Oh, I can't, I couldn't stand his voice." Well, I I have a different opinion. It's hard for me to grasp that, but I just I think he's fabulous. He made the Green Mile come alive for me, and to get to meet him and shake his hand and tell him uh, how wonderful the work he does was really a privilege. Um, these people do such an important thing for us, and it's easy not to think about them and you know the the impact that they have on our lives. So. Let's get to what we are going to talk about the first hour, and that is going to be highlights of the convention for these three gentlemen that are that I have as my guests this morning. Again, I have Larry Gassman and John Gassman, who are both here um, in Southern California, and I have Tom Kaufman, who is from Maryland, and I'm going to ask Tom actually to go first 
if you don't mind, and just talk about what you enjoyed most. What were your convention highlights, Tom? I know this isn't your first convention. Well, uh, first of all, uh, I am from Denton, Maryland, and um, yeah, it, I think one of the big highlights for me was uh, uh, they did a karaoke. Uh, as most of you know, we do um, a, a community karaoke on Saturday night, but this time they had it um, uh, at the convention, and what they do is is uh, one of the things that happened on Saturday night. Not only is the convention in Zoom, but it's also on Clubhouse. We have what they call backstage karaoke, and this, to me, that's what that was a little bit like. Except, I actually got to be with some of the people that were performing, and that was kind of a kick because you know you, you got to talk to them and you know in person, and and uh, it was just it was really something, and and uh, uh, it, uh, it it I just don't know how to. Uh, describe it. it. It was just, it was good. I, I really enjoyed being there and, and, and being able to take part in that. So uh, that was, that was one of the big ho- highlights for me. So. Don't you think that being with people that we have talked to for the last two years on zoom was just a really amazing. Well, yeah, that was part of it. You know, that was another, that, that, that kind of uh, coincides with what I was going to say, being able to meet some of the people that I've been, talking to and, and becoming friends with over the past whatever uh, year year and a half something like that uh that that just that was special too and so uh that that kind of goes right along with it because some some of the friends that i've made i think maybe uh it it, it was due to me participating in karaoke that i've gotten to know some people and and uh interact and and all that so yeah, absolutely. It was it was good to get to meet people that I uh, have been, you know, made friends with, and and actually see them in person and, and talk to them in person. Yes, absolutely. Um, before we go any further, I just want to ask Miss Chanel because we didn't talk about this before, and we probably should have. Um, during this event, I know sometimes Anthony doesn't take hands during certain portions of the event. I would like to take hands during the whole event. So if we have any hands at any time, could you let me know? I will do that. Okay. Do we have any right now? Currently, no, but they okay. may raise as you asked that. Yes. So I will let I, you know. Okay. And I, I apologize. I should have actually started with that, but I, it didn't occur to me until just now. Actually, so, we do. So we do okay. have Calandra. Okay. Calandra, Calandra welcome in. Okay. Hello. Thank you. Um, can you help me hear me? Yes, ma'am. Um, I love the convention. I attended virtually. And what I liked about it was the breakout rooms. I was impressed with everything else. Oh, I take I'll take the noodles. Calandra, you've got honey, honey, you've got some background noise there. Okay, uh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to cut off for a bit. Okay, all right. And next we have Melissa. Hey Melissa, good morning. Good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this great land. Um, and Andre, you're doing a, an amazing job right now, and um, my good friend. <laughs> and these are all my friends you're talking to. This is so cool. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We're just, so, we're just all here hanging. So I would, I'm going to ask a question that hopefully is not off topic, but if it is, then I apologize. But I would love to know from all three of you, how did you guys um, get involved with the ACB community in the first place? 
I hope that's not off topic, but I know you're that was fine. What I'm that's thinking fine. about. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. All right. Um, thank you. God bless you. Thanks, Melissa. Whoever wants to take that one, please go ahead. So that started in March, roughly in 2020, maybe right, right as the pandemic broke. And I had been listening to ACB, obviously, because I'd been volunteering before that, streaming, et cetera, and doing a lot of editing. So I had been listening. Sometimes, you know, when you stream and edit and you do things, you actually like to listen to see what else is happening from within the community. I began to see a couple calls, and I thought, well, this is interesting, and it's a great idea. Obviously, a lot of, a lot of people are isolated or, or would be isolated, and to have a chance for them to talk and express their fears and or feelings, what a great idea. And so I, I think I started probably March, April of 20, 2020, uh, and it grew from there. How about you, Tom? I think it was along about maybe late summer, early fall when I got involved. I think, Andrew, I think you kind of helped with that. Uh, I think the first actual community call that I heard, as it, it was at the end of, uh, of that convention, of the National Convention that year, and uh, uh, Cindy was, was, uh, uh, had a call, and then uh, Andrew and I had some conversations about it, and she was telling me about this email list. That, that we I could get on that told when the calls would happen. So I got on the list and, and started going to them and, and it just kind of evolved from there. Well, and that was a great call too, because it was the one I'm thinking of. It was the one where people were talking about how much the convention had meant to them and people that had never experienced it before. Is that the call you're thinking of? Because I it think might that's, be. yeah, I think be, that's uh, the one that to me, it was very inspirational. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you and I had I kind of talked it up and and uh, yep. I was already doing a call. I believe I had started my iPhone call by then. Um, so and then I started my grief call a little bit later. Yes. How, how about you, John? Hang on. John is we're not he- to we're, unmute. Yeah, we're not hearing you, John. I yelled at him. <laughs> I can do that because I'm here yeah, the same. Apartment. There we go. All right. There, there you, you are. Go. Got it. There you go. I, all right. I think. Well, I've been listening to ACB radio since about 2000, I guess. And. But involving myself with ACB, probably about the same time Larry did, because we got interested in the community calls and started uh, streaming and becoming involved there and then attended our first live convention this year. So uh, it, it's only been a couple of years that we've been involved directly. We've kind of watched it from afar uh, in the past few years, but not really involved uh, until very release- recently. Thank you, guys. Uh, Chanel, do we have more hands? Yeah, actually, Calandra put her hand up again. I'm not sure if she meant to lower it um, or if you would just prefer to go on and then we can come back. Yeah, why don't we move on for the moment? Oh, okay. Calandra, did you have a question, honey? Yeah, um, I was going to tell you about how the convention went, but um, what sort of things are we going to be planning on this call ever other than prizes and stuff. I'm, I'm sorry, Calandra, you lost me. What other things are we going to be planning? Uh, honey, it's just, we're just talking about the convention. That's all. We're not planning anything. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> all right, no, there it's... are no other hands. Okay, all right. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you, Calandra. Okay, Um. so... 
I'm going to ask uh, Larry or John, which whichever of you would prefer to go first, to talk about your convention highlights. It's interesting because my highlights and my thought processes about this convention may be and will be a little different than most because uh, I got hired as media coordinator in March and began to uh, attend meetings almost immediately with regard to the convention. Uh, Dan Spoon would call a meeting, which was 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. And the first time he did that, that I was involved, I saw this agenda. And it was huge. In fact, he makes reference to this several times when he talks to people. Because I've been involved with radio and chairing radio conventions and a lot of other stuff for 30 years. I've never seen anything that big. It was huge. Now, granted, all of the people on that call except for me were veterans, you know, the pe- people who have been around ACB and work for ACB as staff members, etc. So they'd already seen that agenda, had worked that agenda, knew that agenda, and they knew we could get it done. The only difference was that this was the first year we did a hybrid. And if you don't think that makes a difference, think again. Um, the hybrid made it much, much, much more difficult. Sure. And I began to see quickly that these people already had most of the responsibilities down, except for some of the hybrid stuff, which we had to think through and figure out and get done. And by the time it got done right before the convention, I thought, my gosh, they're actually going to pull this off. Now, granted, we all knew going in, there are going to be some hiccups. There are going to be some problems that we don't know anything about. And you just have to ride with it and, and then figure out how to deal with it. And sure. I give so much responsibility for that to, to Rick Warren, who did just a terrific job of figuring out what happened, generally he and Ryan, and how to make it work. For the most part, they did, and we've got ways to deal with the recordings now, and, uh, and, and so that's being done. But so that was a big highlight for me, just to wander through that whole process. Meeting people was another big highlight for me, because I knew all these people by voice, Except for you, uh, well, Jeff Bishop wasn't there. Jeff was virtual this year. But except for you and a couple of others, I had not met any of these people. I had talked to them. I had been in meetings with a lot of them. So that was a huge highlight, getting a chance to talk to people and meet people. Sure. You know, uh, so that and just because Rick said, I want you to have a chance to just enjoy the convention since this is your first one. And so he said, yeah, you've got stuff to do, obviously, but we want to make sure that you have time to go on tours if you want to do that or go to specific events. And we made sure that I got to do that. So I really enjoyed everything about the the convention. And then we dealt with COVID because it was there. And so we did. Yep. And some of us got sick. A lot of us got sick. And uh, fortunately, most of us are fine. Yeah, I think all four of us that are talking right now all had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think the highlight, the tours, the people, the whole ambience of the convention were highlights for me. I really enjoyed it. And of course, I'm coming back next year uh, to Schaumburg and looking forward to that as well. So you, sorry about that. It took longer than I thought, but no, you you're fine. Were you surprised? And I'm going to go back to Tom too, because this question just kind of occurred to me. Meeting some of these people was really emotional for me, um, especially on Sunday when I went on the, um, on the Malcolm X tour, because the I'll just say that the state of California was very well represented on that tour. Yeah. We had brought like eight or 10 people on that tour who were, there was Joe and, and, uh, 
Regina, Regina. there was Stephanie, there was, I forget who all was, but there were a ton of people there that from California and um, just getting to meet them, shake hands, hug them. I almost cried. I just, I almost started to just, I was, it was just over the top for me. Of course, I had met Regina as a child. Sure. We'd gone to camp together, but it'd been, you know, 50 years. Um, so did, did you feel kind of emotional about that? Uh, yeah, especially because I knew Joe because I worked with Joe when we were both at Marriott and, and I was there for 21 years and he left and worked for Disney and then, of course, had to work with John. Uh, and so it was great to see him again because I hadn't seen him in years. We talked. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, it was such a great thing to be able to do that and to see people in person. I really, sure. I really enjoyed that. That was a big highlight. Yeah, and I'd worked too. with, for instance, people like Paul Edwards. I've worked for, with him for three or four years, and I got a chance to say hi and shake his hand and chat and talk in person. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that happened on yeah. numerous occasions, and I was really excited about that. It was, it was, it was really worth the whole trip out there just to be able to just be in in proximity, physical proximity. Tom, did you, do you, did you, does that emotional component kind of ring with you too? Do you feel like you had, uh, there was some emotional stuff going on for you meeting people? Yeah. Uh, you know, because, uh, like I said, these are people that I have kind of become friends with and, and, uh, you know, didn't know if I'd ever get to meet them or what. And, and when I did, it was like, wow, you know, <laughs> it's just pretty much like they all, you know, mm-hmm. they, they are like, like I imagined them to be. So, yeah. Well, and I think having the community hospitality room, I didn't spend a ton of time in there, but I think having that room available. Well, that was, that was if, if I can speak to that, that was another highlight for me. I like I like just going in there and just kind of hanging out. And, and, and uh, I got to meet a few people there. I got to meet a few people. Oh, I just thought things are just coming to me all of a sudden here. That walk, we walked, some of us walked across that bridge. A bridge, uh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. that was that was kind of neat. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was connecting it was, the dots is really what it was because I was thinking, yeah. how, do I, how do I meet all these people? And I thought, well, shoot, Cindy just gave us an open door opportunity, mm-hmm. and it was the uh, it was the community thing that we it was done four hours each day, and I walked yep. in and met a ton of people. And that's kind of the that's kind of the link yeah. between yeah. the two components was able to link, and isn't it just amazing? within the last three years, this platform has been developed that enabled us to do this. If this had happened five years ago, we couldn't have done this. It's and literally, we couldn't have done it. You it's, have a raised hand when you're okay. ready. Yes. Sorry about that. Um, Byron. Go hey, for it, Byron. Hi. So um, I actually ended up uh, getting COVID when I was at convention right at the very beginning. So I missed the entirety of the convention other than the board meeting. But, um, you know, I had participated in years past with ACB media and, you know, running around and changing microphones and stuff. And um, I just kind of was wondering, uh, for those of you, uh, Larry, you were just speaking, um, what was that like this year as far as the the running around and and like taking care of responsibilities and, and getting everything done at convention? Um because it was hybrid, I suspect that it was just so much more difficult. And, and also, um, the number of responsibilities that you had were probably like huge. Well, the answer, I guess, Byron, is yes and no. Uh, because the way they actually planned it out, yes, there were definitely some issues because of the issues we had, uh, especially as it related to general session and the banquet in terms of the audio. We, we did have definite issues. But we planned before, and I think, I don't know who came up with this. I think Deb, for the most part. 
And she said, we're going to take all of the streaming out of your hands with regard to hybrid. And we're going to have everybody who streams be someone who is virtual. Be, and, we, and, and so the only person who was running around making sure that stuff was getting done, only two people really, were Rick and especially Ryan. So a lot of the responsibilities that in years past happened uh, in the in-person part of the convention uh, were slimmed down a lot this year because it was done by other means. Thank God, because hybrid by itself was was an awe-inspiring thing to see because there was so much stuff going on. So if everything else had been planned on top of that as it had been in years past, I don't know if it could have gotten done. Uh, but thankfully, people thought about it ahead of time. And it actually worked out pretty well, really well. I think Deb's idea of kind of separating those two things uh, made a lot of sense. And also, yeah. I think it was important for including the people who were virtual in the process. Yes, that they was were the other virtual, reason. but they also got to be hosts and they got to feel like they were because I did a little bit of that last year. And it really helped me to feel even though we didn't have in person, it was like I was part of the whole. So I think that was really super important, too. Yep, I do, too. Um, and, it, and it's going to continue on, you know, ongoing. I don't know. There might be some slight little tweaks. But I mean, essentially, the process will probably be the same because it worked really well. Sure, it makes sense. Um, and we I have want... another raised hand. Okay, go ready. ahead. Thank Next you. Next is Lynn Corral. Hey, Lynn. Hey, um, I totally agree with you. I, that was one of the best tours I ever went to. Was the Malcolm X Center and Black History Museum tour? That was a fantastic tour. I I was really impressed, and I knew a lot about Malcolm Little also. I mean, I read when I was in high school. You know, I I, I I think the the biography, autobiography of Malcolm X, but you know, I there were just things I didn't know. I <laughs> I wish that tour had been recorded because I had to go to the bathroom and when they were playing the uh, clip of Malcolm X uh, that that little clip, and I don't remember what the name of it was, but I'm sure we can find Malcolm X clips all over the internet too. But it was just, and the Black History Museum was just absolutely amazing with the um, uh, the the lynching. Um, they had a wall of lynching and they had, you know, places where people were lynched and just fascinating stuff about the Black Heisman Trophy person. I mean, it was just a wonderful tour, I thought. Thank you, there? Lynn. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And we I have think two I'm here. more raised hands when you're okay, ready. Okay, let's go for All it. All right. First up is Jamaica. And then after Jamaica is Carla Hayes. Hey, Jamaica. Hello. Uh, hello, everybody. Can can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Okay. Please. Well, I just wanted to say what a, what an extra great uh, convention it was, and um, there were a, a few things that I wish could have been could have been uh, you know made a little bit more uh, easier about the very first day of convention uh, that I wanted it to be. A, um, where the where the um, links were to click on to actually join the calls because um, that was something that the first day I had to get my mom to actually cut and uh. paste cut and paste it over for me and um, and um, my father is not, is not really good at technology and so, I get it it's um, sometimes you got to figure that um, out who's the bright technology person. Yeah, and yeah, and, and then uh, one other thing I did want to mention is that I'm sorry that I didn't get to actually get to 
be on the call for Microsoft, Microsoft, the Microsoft Windows call somehow that link got take got taken away. Um, well, hopefully, honey, those things will be available in podcast form so you can listen to them. And ho- hopefully, <coughs> hopefully, they're going. May I ask one quick question, please? Um, are they going to be on the 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 disc that I'm going to the 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 talking book thing I'm going to be getting? I, I don't. Cartridge. They should be. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. They okay. should be because okay. it, it it eventually will be podcasted. Later on, we're still working through that. Uh, okay. th- and I would guess it's probably going to be a little while because there's lots of things to do to get it to the point where it's it a big be, job to yeah, go through all huge. that and edit it. And, and bigger this year because of the issues we had with general session. And, sure. And there'll also be a survey coming out any uh, any week now. Fairly soon, they're working through that. They're beginning to put that together, so you will see a survey where you can give us feedback, and they definitely want your feedback. Thank you, Calandra, or excuse me, uh, Jamaica. I'm sorry. Thank you, uh, thank you Jamaica. Okay, we Next have one more here. Carla Hayes. Yeah. Hey, Carla. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Oh, good. Um, I think uh, finally we're getting to the end of my Zoom woes, I hope. Anyhow, um, I just wanted to um, to say um, and uh, that um, I'm, I'm glad Larry's here. I'm glad you're all here. And, and by the way, Andrea, you, you're all doing a good job today. Um, but I wanted to say um, to, to Larry and the media people, if you can get this back to them, you folks have done a superb job. And I'll tell you one, I have a couple of highlights. The one highlight is sort of a virtual one, and the one is in person. The virtual one is the availability of all those <clears throat> audio described tours and exhibits and the virtual exhibit hall being early so that if you, even if you were coming to the convention, you could check it out before you did. And if you weren't, you could get in touch with the exhibitors and that exhibitor line. And the fact that you guys um, kept both of those things open a couple weeks before the convention and after after the convention didn't go away so that if you missed them, you know, if you missed something, you could catch it for a long time. And I hope that if it's not too much trouble that you continue to do that for future um, conventions. Well, I do hope it's going to be hybrid. I hope that that doesn't go away. I think hybrid is probably the future. They could speak better to this than Mm -hmm. I could, but I think just from the sheer number of people we're reaching, it seems to me that hybrid is going to be here to stay. The board is going to still have to make the decision, but but I would think that that probably is going to happen, but I can't say for sure. Uh, We need to say thank you to Jeff Bishop, who actually handled handled the tours. All of those tours and almost all of them are going to be things that you'll be able to see in podcast. Not all, but almost. And will they be uh, on the disc too? Yeah, they will be. And and a big thank you to Michael Smitherman Smitherman, and, and also Janet, who worked with me to put all of those convention exhibits together. And I mean, there was 40 of them this year. Uh, and we had to put them together. And it was Rick's idea to leave them on from the beginning of the virtual through uh, the hybrid and on after that. And it was a great idea. And people really oh, enjoyed it. We yeah. have an amazing number of people who do an amazing job. And only a very few of them are paid. And they just put in hundreds of hours of 
their time to make sure that this runs well. I don't think those of us, I have a little better feel for it now, having gotten involved at the state level, but I think a lot of us don't realize how much work and interacting and networking goes into this process. Uh, the tours, the programs, the speakers, the uh, the you know the hybrid itself getting all of that Larry alluded to it but I just we need we need to be really aware and thankful of the people that um, are behind the scenes making sure all this stuff happens for us um, I want to get back to John Gassman because he hasn't talked much and I want to ask you if about that emotional component but I want to ask you also because I this was in the promo would you talk a little bit about the robot please because I think some people really want to hear about the robot sure. and after that we do have one raised hand just so okay. you know okay. and Thank people you. a lot of people who are virtual don't know what you're talking about yeah so I know you that gotta, I know you that. know what let's let's go to the raised hand first because All what right. I'm going to do takes a few minutes that's fine okay let's take our raised hand All right <laughs> Wesley Martin you may unmute <clears throat> Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Can. Wesley Martin, how did you know it was Wesley Martin? Because your name is, is here. Go ahead, Leslie. Do you have a, you, oh, okay. Yeah. Do you have a question? Anyway, uh, I do. What the disc, you were talking about the talking book, the NLS talking book. What is that all about? I didn't hear of that before. I was kind of interested. Uh, I'm guessing that all of the convention materials are available on cartridge. I don't know a lot about it either. So, um, Larry, can you speak much, to that? Much of them will be available um, on a cartridge. On cartridge. If, if you registered and if you said, I'd like them on a cartridge, then eventually they will be sending them out. Oh, okay, so you can't get them after, you, you, you know, you can't get I them I don't separately. know. You might contact the, the ACB office and ask about that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Now, John, if you want to, if you want to go ahead and take it away. All right. Uh, a lot of what my, I have to say, based on the getting together with people and the emotional end of it has been said already before. It was just a great way to finally meet people that you'd only listen to on various areas of ACB radio. And it was, it was just a lot of fun to meet people. Um, some of whom I met often and some who I just met once or twice, you know, because you never knew when you were going to meet somebody, uh, when you'd meet them again, because uh, there was so much going on uh, that, that it was just, you know, it's a, it was like you moving from one area to another of of the convention and, and there were people all over the place. So it, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the robot. Now, this, is, for those of you who were at the, the hotel, you probably spent some time, maybe a lot of time, in the restaurant or bar. Not necessarily in that order, but that's another story. Uh, and what they did was really very unique. And uh, they had a robot. They had two robots, actually. Wow. Because at the time of reopening, when they reopened the restaurant, they found that they didn't, like everybody, they didn't have their workers, who not all of them wanted to come back. And uh, so they needed to keep the bartenders at the bar, and they needed to keep people who were in, in charge of the food angle doing their jobs. So what they did was they found online 
a company that actually made robots that could be programmed to move the food from the kitchen down to the staging area in front of the bar. And these two robots that they now have are made from a company called Rich Tech Robotics. And you can go to their website and look uh, look at it and kind of see what they do. They it's it's a robot that's about four and a half feet tall, two feet wide or so, with a big um, area on top where you where the buttons are that you would push to program it. And it's each one has three shelves, and it's capable of of taking twenty five pounds of food or drink per shelf. So each one could technically take seventy five wow. pounds. Wow! And, and move it to the table. They actually could move it to the actual guest's table, but they found that a lot of guests weren't ready to have a robot coming up to them, handing them food. So what they did, for the most part, was bring it to a staging area, and then they had a hostess or host uh, bring the food to the individual tables. The The, the robots cost about $25,000 per robot. And they are, you, you, we heard them talk, uh, singing, uh, not singing, we heard them playing music all day long. And what they would do is, is they'd be programmed to come from the kitchen area to the staging area in front of the bar. And then when they arrived, you'd hear a little chime, which reminds me of the chime that you, that I hear on the Star Tours attraction at Disney. Uh, it may not be quite that, but it sure reminded me of that. And and because I work for Disney, uh, you know, I, that immediately came to mind. And some people call them R2 and D2. Yeah. <laughs> but but actually, the, the people at the restaurant call them Bip and Bop. So there's no, there no actual tie-in with Disney at all. It's just that some people think, when you know, when you think of the two robots, you think of a, an R2 and a D2. So that's how they got named, sort of, but it's not their official name. So this company makes them, and there's a pizza place in Nebraska that uses them. And I understand there are other restaurants, too, uh, throughout the United States that use the the robots because it, it, it expands their ability to get things done when they're understaffed. Sure. Now, I have a <clears> – I had a chance to talk to their food and beverage manager, who is Zachary Dimmitt, and he was terrific, very articulate, and I hope to – have a chance to play this at the uh, CCB Orange County meeting. We'll do all 14 minutes of it so you can hear it in depth. And maybe we can run it on a community, the entire... In, uh, that would be great to have a call. Um, yeah. I think he may have been, and, and without getting, I don't want to get into the weeds too far, but I think he may have been someone who may have helped me one day. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, th- I think that the issue that came up a little bit was some some training uh, gaps that some of the people in the it, it, that were involved with the serving had in terms of letting people know where things were on tables and that you know stuff was already there like mm-hmm. um, like like napkins and silverware in baskets that we didn't know about initially right um, and and so there were some things there were some things that happened that were. Uh, you know, it made made more work for them, which I felt bad about. Mm-hmm. But I think this, with COVID and all, maybe these robots are kind of the wave of the future because, uh, you know, it it's less contact that people have to have with the food. Right. Um, and I assume this is something they're going to keep. That this is something they've purchased. Oh, yeah. and they're gonna It's going to yeah, stay there as part of the restaurant. They, they've been using them since January of this year. Okay. And you don't okay. need to test and a robot. 
I am. Uh, I'm going to play a couple minutes of it. This is where they sent the robot out to me, and I was standing there with my Olympus recorder. So I recorded the music playing and the little chime at the end, so you could get a chance to hear okay. what it sounds like. And then we'll I'll stop it, and we can play the okay. rest at some other point on some other call. Go but, for it. Uh, here it is right now, and first voice you're going to hear is Zachary Dimmitt. The robot is deployed to come to bar one, which should be right in front of you and me where we're standing right now. Okay. And any second, it's going to pop around the corner to where we have designed as our back-of-house area. And you should hear it playing music. Okay. And when it gets here, you'll hear that chime. Okay. Hear it? Yeah, I hear music. Perfect. It's approaching. It's probably about 30, 40 feet away right now. And it stopped right in front of you. It's like two feet in front of you. How cool. So that's... I'm touching the shelves now. Yeah. So yeah, the robot is about... Almost up to my shoulder, I guess, or my chin, a little below my chin. So it's, and it's not, it's kind of like on a stand, right? The whole. Yeah, so it's basically like, uh, it almost looks like an A frame, right? Mm -hmm. With the shelves attached to it. Right. And then there's a solid heavy base at the bottom. And this must be the display that I'm touching right now. Yeah, that's correct. So if I block the sensors, it doesn't matter now because it stopped. But correct. And the yeah. sensor's actually in the bottom of it. Oh, it is? Yep. So it's a little sensor that just spins really fast as it moves. And so that's how it, it, it uh, will pick up uh, your presence. And so oh, now sorry. it's turning. It is turning, yep. So it wants to get away from the blind guy. Yep. So, no, it's going to return to its home screen. So. so it's programmed to do that within a certain number of seconds or what? It, yes, that's correct. That's okay. Correct. Yep. And so it, it is programmed to do it that after 300 seconds. There's also, and I didn't hit cancel, that's my fault, but there's a button there along the bottom uh, that's green. So when it reaches its destination, for user interface purposes to make it easy, uh, there's a large green button that says return to home. And so all the team member has to do is press return to home, and the robot goes to the kitchen or the staging area, depending on where the other robot is. Now, that's amazing. I, I will. Uh, I'll mention to you that they can also. I don't know if they can program it to do this yet, but eventually they could program it to uh, do room service. Now, oh, can you imagine what that must? Yeah, be? that's going to be something. You know. And does that music? And the room con- opens, and then yeah, the there's a robot. Is that music <laughs> continuous? Because uh, I think I heard that music Only- sitting in the restaurant. Only when the robot is moving to, toward the kitchen. Okay, okay, because it's like a guitar. It almost sounds like classical yeah, guitar music. Right, and I don't think it take requ- takes requests, but, <laughs> so it's all guitar oriented. But uh, thank or, you, know, you maybe, John. That, that is- was that. I thought it was very unique. I mean, next year maybe we'll get it to do Dan Spoon uh, highlights from uh, from general sessions or something. That is so cool. Thank you. And I You're I welcome. heard about the robot but didn't know much about it. And then I was having lunch with you and Larry that last day that strictly happened by accident, which is what tends to happen. I think for people who maybe haven't been to a convention, the thing I would say is that you run you literally run into people. Hopefully not physically, but you like the day that I was having lunch, I went to get a of soup and i heard larry and i yelled to the waiter i said can i sit with them and i that you know that's just kind of how you find people it's just how you you know how you tend to to kind of you know these these um these um 
these meetings may happen completely by mm-hmm. accident. By accident. And the waiter yes. said, "Are you sure you want to sit with them?" Yeah. I, yeah, I do know that. I do know that when when we first heard the robot, which was probably Sunday or Monday, because we were in the in the restaurant early for breakfast and I heard music moving and that's the part that really I thought what is that all about Mm -hmm. because it's playing music but it's not stationary like a speaker would be sure and I asked and and nobody everybody I talked to was blind so they couldn't see it and I went over to one of the waiters later on or some of the people behind the counter and asked and they told us about the robot, and I said to John, we need to do something with this. We need, well, that we need was to record great. this. Well, it, supposedly Janet mentioned it in one of her emails, and somehow... She, I think she did. I missed that. I didn't read the whole email, or I, I didn't... That didn't notice on my radar. So, but Tom remembered ha- having seen something about it, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it we was were, it was in one of the emails. It was. Okay. Uh, uh, Chanel, do I, we have any... Yes, I was going to break in and try, okay. try and, and tell yep. you. Yeah. So first okay. up is Diane Harms, and then Calandra. Okay, go ahead, Diane. Hi, Andrea. Hi, everybody. I'm really enjoying this. The, the uh, robot, when it came up and brought you food, do you just take it off its shelf, or how do you get the food? Well, no, you, you, they didn't do it that way because audiences weren't ready for it. So they brought the robot out to – the robot would come out to the staging area in front of the bar and stop. And then the workers would take the food and, and move it to the appropriate table. Yeah, I don't think a blind oh, person see. who could not see the robot would know that right. it's sitting yeah. on a shelf mm-hmm. and you got to reach out. Grab, that that would not have been good unless they had been told in right. advance. Oh, yeah, I so, see. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you'd have to – then have, have to, to work know on that, that first. Yeah, you have to know that, and then so then you you would uh, if you knew that reach up to the shelf and get your food. But it might have more than one person's food, right? Or does it have right? You wouldn't know oh, yeah. which was yeah, yours. That, it, and could, it could get a little complicated. After a amount of yeah. thirty or forty seconds, a robot would have turned and walked away with your food. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm, that would have been good. annoying. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds really cool. It really does. Thanks, Diane, and I'm so glad you're here. Oh, glad to be here. Thank you. Okay, Calandra. I want to say that that robot was, is really, really impressive. I love it. During the, the convention that I've been to virtually, I've never heard of anything like that. But well, what I want to ask is this. Do, do they do all restaurants and hotels have this sort of thing in their restaurant? No, it's it's relatively new. Now there may be some in some restaurant areas that that do have them, uh, but this. The, as far as I know, this restaurant in Omaha was the only one that did. There may be a list of restaurants that have them on the <laughs> web page. If you want to go up there and look around, you can. RichTechRobotics.com is the name of the site so it's pretty it's pretty uh pretty innovative and as i said i think with covid and trying to minimize contact this could be a really good way to do that um this thank you john for playing i was hoping you'd have a little snippet i knew we couldn't do the whole thing but i was hoping you might have a little snippet to play um uh, we do have two more raised hands go ahead oh, three, just ask coming you, up. thank you love um, so let's go to pierre hey pierre Hello. Um, I, I, I just want to say what a what a great convention it was that uh, y'all nailed it on the head. If y'all can ever get where you can hear 
what's going on inside the room. That would that would that would be really what good because the rest of it was great. The voting, everything was was perfect. <laughs> yeah, that voting is quite a you know it just getting that organized. That's and it's 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 been organized in such a way that it's it's you know fairly simple and, and straightforward, and it allows people who aren't there to cast their ballots in secret and and uh, and that's that's as we as we all know who vote you know in our state elections that's like super super important that we're able to all do that. Um, okay, we have another hand. Uh, Joe. Uh, Next up is Anthony and then Lynn Corral. So Anthony okay. Corona. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, first off, hey. job. I hope you're having fun. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to um I wanted to shout out the robots as well. Um, you know, Gabe and I got there on Friday, and I think they changed it really like that first day because I I believe they were sending the robots to the tables and delivering food. Um, which they, I really quickly figured out wouldn't work for our community. But um, that was at the chagrin of quite a bunch of guide dogs who, oh when we were walking through <laughs> that first time, I heard the music like John had no idea. It's moving. What the heck is this? And I could smell. I could smell that there was food passing me. And my guide dog is really, really well behaved. But the tail started. I literally was fanned by how fast the tail was going. He's like, food. Food, food on a shelf. This is awesome. So I can imagine there were quite a few guide dogs that said, "Oh man, what's going on with these robots? Why aren't they coming over anymore?" <laughs> that yeah, is my something. guess is my guess is that they had them going to the table because we had just before we got there, the uh, College World Series had left, or was actually some of them were still there when we got there. So I'm sure you know, with all sighted people, they probably did that purposely. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think and that's weird. a great system. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, wave of the future kind of thing. We self-check out in, in CVS and, and, and Publix and all of that. Now it's, you know, self-grabbing your food off a robot. Yeah. But Thank those you, poor guy dogs who thought they were getting extra treats. All right, well, have a great rest of the <laughs> show. You sound great, Andrew. Thank you so much for allowing me to do this. They're just a Absolutely. privilege. Thank you. Okay, we had another hand. We uh, have several now. Okay, so all right. Next, let's go to Lynn Corral. After Lynn will be Meryl Schechter. Okay, Lynn. Well, first of all, I love that robot. When I when I heard that there was a robot, because I was with a sighted person, uh, along with my childhood friend, you know, it was like, wow. I, I just love robots. And when I lived in Los Angeles in the 80s, there was a place called Tambos, and the robots did come to the table. And I, I just thought robots were the, were the best thing ever. I guess I'm just a futurist at heart. What can I say? Thanks, Lynn. Okay. All right. Uh, next is Meryl. After hi, Meryl will be she, DJ Kessler. Hi, okay. Chanel. Hi, Andrea. Hey, Meryl. Uh, I, I tell you, I, I was just going to say the same thing Lynn said, that I love the robot also. Oh, my God. And I said, can I touch it? And... Um, my friend Beverly, who cited, said, yeah, and I, you know, a little bit. But anyway, um, what I wanted to say is some of the highlights um, of the convention were, first of all, Larry and John, I did get to meet you guys, and I really appreciate that. Thank you, and all your hard work that you do for all of us. Um, and uh, also, I guess, well, my friend Beverly, who is a member of one of the chapters uh, in Maryland, and she cited, she had to be a mic runner for the International Relations Committee Voices from Around the World luncheon um, because Maria Christic 
the chair was on Zoom, and I'm the vice chair, and I was um, there, so she had to, like, pass the mic to all the audience participants and all the speakers, and I really commend and compliment her for doing that. And she also acted as a volunteer um, because she didn't sign up to be a volunteer, but she took people wherever they needed to go, and it was really great. Meryl, I think she actually helped me at one point. Oh, good. <clears throat> and I got to meet you, too, and I'm yeah, really happy okay. for that. And if my sister is listening, I'm going to tell her that if she comes to convention in a couple of years, which she says she wants to, mm-hmm. we're going to put her to work because oh. she's cited and she's not just going to she's not going to get to just hang out with me. She's going to be helping because <laughs> the cited great. people tend to get drafted. Yeah, to, yeah. So she's, she's got to know what she's signing up for. That's right. They, yeah, because they do tend to get drafted. That's so. right. Thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you, Meryl. Andrea, and thank you, Larry and John. Uh, take it easy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All we right, have we have hand? four raised hands. So okay. next is DJ, and after DJ will be Carla Hayes. DJ Kessler. Hey, Deb. How are you guys? <clears throat> Hi. Um, okay, uh, like... Um, some of the people mentioned that actually robots idea, the idea has been around obviously a long time and restaurant serving is one of the first things that I heard about using a, uh, a robot versus vacuuming my floor. Um, and I didn't know that they were being used as early as in the eighties though. Um, also did, did I miss, how accessible is is accessibility built into this robot? Does it talk? I didn't hear. If no, it doesn't. That no, it just it just plays music and walks. So I mean, that's a great start. I mean, at least oh, you yeah. might know if it's at your table when it gets to that point. But probably talking eventually is hopefully in the consideration of it. Um, but, um, and then let me think, there was something else. I think that's about it. Thank you, you Steph, guys. Thank I'm you, Debbie. It. Thank you for being here. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Carla Bye, Hayes guys. is up next, then I, Jamaica. I'm not going to uh, speak long because I already spoke once, but I had two other quick highlights. First of all, I just want to say getting to meet the community people and getting to meet people like you, Andrea, in person. And Cindy was so compassionate with me when my phone didn't work. You had, yeah, did. you had some bumps in the road, my dear. A lot of problems while I was there. And everybody was so compassionate. And the other thing I want to say is, and this is a little personal, I hope you don't mind, but the tour that really... Um, was a highlight was Boys Town. And oh, that's great. My mother passed away in November of 2020, and she used to always donate to them. And she was cremated, so I can't go to a graveyard. So I went because I wanted to go, but also in her honor. And that was the highlight. Um, and all the tours were great that I've heard of. And went I went to that and the Mormon one. And I just want to say, you know, hats off to the tour people and also the community people and thanks for having this call goodbye thanks carla <clears throat> all right we our have- two hands for now are jamaica miller and after jamaica will be byron lee okay we we're a little we're we're running uh, toward the end of the hour so jamaica just um if you can kind of uh just ask your question yes i just wanted to say that i hope we can make the 
convention where the voting happens a little earlier in the day so I can make sure my helper can help me vote. So you know, it's hard because they, they we've got people at all different times of the day. So it's it's they I think they do the best they can in terms of when uh, the sessions are going on and when they need to have the voting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I know they're doing their best. Thanks, Jamaica. Yeah. You might put that on the survey. Okay, and Byron. Byron. Andrea, you're doing a great job uh, with Sunday edition, by the way. Um, <clears throat> so I, my friend Dwayne and I were at the restaurant uh, before the robots um, started getting used, or I think maybe they stopped using them temporarily because of some issues, because we didn't get to see them. Uh, but from everyone's descriptions of them, they remind me of the Daleks from Doctor Who. Like, I'm, I'm envisioning, you know, the Daleks coming by with uh, with food and going... Celebrate, celebrate. <laughs> that's great. Oh, my gosh. Wonderful, Byron. Thank you. That's wonderful. I think that it's is... great that he said all of that, which took 45 seconds just to get the clip in. That is true. <laughs> that's an audio engineer. <laughs> Thank you. That is terrific. Do we have any more hands, Chanel? Not at this time. Okay. Well, I think we're coming up on our break time. Um, it's almost 55 after the hour. So, uh, Byron, are we? Is this a good time to to do that? Yeah, we can go ahead and do uh, do your break, and then come back and do whatever you have scheduled next. Okay, I want to thank Tom and Larry and John for being here on the first hour. Thank you guys so much. This was so fabulous, and I so appreciate. Like they say, it's who you know. And when I asked people to be here, and everybody said yes, I was so pleased. So thank you, thank you guys. Just appreciate it. And please stick around if you'd like. I plan to. Okay, you, you thank you. You can't heckle if you don't stick around. Yeah, that's right. And you yep. need to heckle. Absolutely. That's your job. Yep. So, okay. All right, we are going to take a short break. We will be right back. Guys, please stick around. We have some surprises next hour. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One. You. Okay. Um, Chanel, I want to make sure that my three guests are here. I saw Sheila Young. Is yes. Leslie Spoon here? Uh, there is a Leslie here. I'm not sure if that's she Leslie. She usually comes Spoon. in on the phone. Leslie, right. That-, that is not her. She is okay. not here. I am here, Andrea. Oh, okay. You are here. I okay. Am here. Okay. Yeah. And is Pam here? Pam Shaw. I do not recognize her phone number. Oh, yes, actually, she's just coming in as we speak. Perfect. Okay. All right. So our second hour, we we really heard some cool stuff. And uh, we heard about this, as I said on on my Facebook post, about the secret life of a robot. So you got to hear a little bit about that, too. For my second hour, and I cannot take credit for this topic. Um, This was suggested by Anthony Corona. And I want to give him uh, full credit for that because, but it's a great topic and I decided to run with it. Um, The topic for our second hour is the women of ACB. And I have three really special ladies here with me today. And I want to thank all three of them for taking time out to be on on this uh, special Sunday edition with me. I'm honored to have all of you here. Um, And I'm going to have you introduce yourselves just briefly. I think most of you probably know at least two of these ladies. Um, We have Sheila Young. Sheila is president of 
um, Florida Council of the Blind. She's also a ubiquitous presence in ACB community. She trains, she opens rooms, she just, she's everywhere. And we're so grateful to Sheila for all the wonderful things that she does. She trained me as a host. Um, she helps people practice skills. She's just all over the place. And I super appreciate her. We have Mrs. Uh, ACB president. We have our first lady here. We have Leslie Spoon from Florida. And um, Leslie wears lots of hats. Leslie is the auction committee chair. Leslie also is really involved in our Get Up and Get Moving campaign. She is a certified aerobics instructor and she does wonderful calls every week. If you have not been on any of her calls, I highly encourage you to take advantage of Leslie's calls because she's just fabulous. And we have Miss Pam Shaw from Philadelphia, who is very involved in our women's uh, committee. And I first, I don't, Pam is the, the person here that I know the least well, so I'm going to probably let her talk more about herself, but I um, came to know Pam last year during the power, uh, the sister power uh, gathering, and I was just so impressed with her presentation and her positivity and her energy that I thought, this is somebody I need to have on my, um, on my group here today. So whichever one of you would like to go first Somebody just jump in and just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in ACB, just briefly. Well, well I'll go ahead and start. Yeah, let Pam, Pam, please. Okay. I was the lead. go for okay. it. I'm, I'm <clears throat> happy to do that. First of all, thank you so much for the invitation. Andrea, you're doing a great job. And that Anthony Corona better watch out. <laughs> he's, he's irreplaceable, but nonetheless, you're doing a fine job. And thank you. I was on on the last hour and so just glad to be here. Thank you. What I do is a number of things, but one of them is I have a life coaching company called the joy-filled life. And what I do is help women who want to integrate um, their, their business, their professional life with their personal life and their spiritual life so that they can be living the life of their dreams. And also, I am an ordained minister. I'm an associate minister at um, Vision of Hope Baptist Church in Jenkintown. And when I'm not doing that, I am auntie to, listen to this number, 40 nieces and nephews. Oh so that keeps me busy hanging out with them. And um, then with that, I do my work with ACB, with our marvelous, marvelous community, and really excited about a new appointment as the chair of the Mental Health and Wellness Committee. So I've been busy, and I will keep on being busy. Thank oh you. Goodness. That's a little bit about me. Thank you, Pam. Okay, Leslie, go ahead. Okay. Well, thank you, Andrea. You're doing a Fabulous job. So you can hear me, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, good, good. So great job. I, I'm with Pam. Anthony better watch out. So I'm, I'm glad he I'm glad he donated this. This is very cool. Maybe it'll be a tradition from him. So um, so thank you for having me. Yes, I am uh as you said, Dan Spoon's wife. <laughs> um, and I have very many hats I wear. I also teach aerobics. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified aerobics instructor. Um, I teach on the ACB community, uh, where Cindy Hollis asked me to join that in 2020, which has just been so great. And I, I'm so honored that she asked me to do that. It's 
it's really taught me new um, teaching traits in my in my sandbox, as Pam Shaw sa- says. <laughs> um, you know, so um, I am the am the ACB auction chair for both auctions. The um, the ACB summer auction that is done in uh, June or July virtually, which um, which is in conjunction with the ACB convention and co- conference and convention. And then we do the ACB Media Holiday Auction in November. So stay tuned. I'm going to be bugging everybody. So <laughs> um, a little bit about myself. And I live in Orlando, Florida with Dan. So thank you, Leslie. Okay, Sheila, you're up. <laughs> well, thank you, Andrea. And I agree with the other two ladies. You bet, Anthony, better look out. Because <laughs> you, you have done a great job. I really enjoyed that first hour. It was really good. Um, I don't know why you consider me one of the ACB women, but I, I'm very honored to be here. So thank you for the invite. Um, as you said, I am president of the Florida Council of the Blind, have been for four years. I have two more years and then I am turned out. So I, I have two years to make a difference in Florida. Um, I started in Florida in 2005 and have not missed a convention since. I am the chair of the Audio Descriptive Projects ADP Performing Arts, Parks, and Museums subcommittee under the ADP project. And I serve on the DCAM committee and I serve on the scholarship committee. And I do, you're right, I do a lot in the community and I am a Zoom trainer and I am a host and um, I love love what I do. I love the people and meeting everybody at National was a joy. So thank you so much for the invite. Thank you. It was so great to meet you at National. I was just thrilled. That was a big thing for me. Um, and Leslie too, because I, Leslie, I think you and I probably bumped into each other somewhere, but I oh, did. I, yeah. When we I'm met, sure we in, have. <laughs> when we met in the hallway outside the elevator, that was really, that was like the first time I really met you. So well, it was a delight to meet you also again. So um, I have some questions that I'm going to ask you. And I think what I'll do is we'll keep the order that we have. So I'll just have Pam go first. If anybody wants to chime in, um, that's fine. And um, Chanel, do we have any hands at this point? Currently, we do not. And you want them to chime in via raised hand, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was okay. I was saying that my three um, presenters can chime in if they like, if you know, if they have a comment to make on somebody else's. Uh, Actually, we just got two hands. But if you want to okay. go ahead with the interview first or let's take hands. Let's go ahead and take okay. the hands. Melissa, Melissa Hudson. Hey, Melissa. Hello, Andrea, once again, and, and hello to these three ladies that are also my friends. Hi, Melissa. <laughs> hi, Melissa. Hey, hi, Leslie. Hi, Sheila. <laughs> my goodness. Um, I'm about to cry because you, Andrea, are just uh, making me cry with all these people being my friends. Um, <laughs> um, so I have a question, well, a question for Leslie, um, and whoever wants to answer can answer my next question. So I would love, love, love to join the ACB Women's Committee next year. And I'm wondering how I go about doing that. And then, Leslie, what is it like to, what's the auction committee like? Like, what, what, what all is involved um, in that committee? So- oh, my goodness. <laughs> do you want me to answer the auction question? And Pam can answer the other one? Well, it doesn't matter. Do sure, 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 go for it. it. Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you want to know you want to know what's involved in the ACB auction, huh? Well, just like what the committee <laughs> what the committee does basically. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was gonna, um, well, the committee meets um, the first Sunday of each month, and we get together. And we we do the L ten format now that has been established by Dan Spoon and um, the um, you know the track traction. Um, so that's our format now. We have the L ten format, and we go through our our agenda through the L10 format and, uh, um, you know, make sure that we're, we're going, we're striving for our rocks and our headlines and our action to do's and, um, you know, make sure that we're reaching out to the affiliates and each committee member has their own, their set of affiliates that they reach out to, um, for the holiday auction and the summer auction. And then I kind of come back and nudge them a little bit, I'll say, (laughs) Uh, make sure everything's, you know, the T's are, the the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And um, it's a lot of behind the scenes work, but the committee, it's, it takes a village. So the committee does a lot of the work, you know, um, along with me as the chair. And uh, then uh, we get the auctioneers and the describers, which we have those set pretty much right now, um, which have been wonderful auctioneers and describers. And I think Without going into too much more detail, there's more more behind the scenes, but I think that's probably a good start of an answer for you. Does that help a little bit? Absolutely, so. yes. Okay, good. Okay. I'm that's a new great. member of that committee, so I'm super excited about being part of that. I, I'm going to learn a lot. Yeah, I'm going to learn a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Pam, you're going to talk about the Women's Committee. Well, yeah, and and I think I'm going to do this in general terms because, first of all, it's really exciting to know that there are people out there who really want to volunteer, who want to help. There is plenty of work to do, I assure you. And I find that the best thing, there are two steps I would encourage. Number one is have a conversation with the chair of the committee because they can also give you some, you know, kind of behind the scenes and in-depth information about questions that you might have. And they, uh, the committees are listed on the ACB website with the contact information for the chairperson. So that's a good place to find them. Ultimately, appointments to committees are made by the president. So I would also encourage you to um, send an email to Dan, let him know your interest and a little bit about yourself, and then it'll be taken from there. Thank you, Pam. Okay. Did we have another hand, you know? We do. We have two. Um, actually, we, okay. Actually, the person lowered their hand. So okay. it's Calandra. Okay, Calandra, go ahead. Yes, um, I have a, a question for all three ladies, and each one of them could go first. Um, outside of activities, what hobbies do you like? to do? Do you like to read, write, or do other activities um, outside your workplace or whatever? I mean, what are your interests um, and um, in doing with people or on your own? Good question. Good question, Calander. Thank you. That's a great question. Okay. Who wants to take that one first? I will. This is Sheila. And my favorite thing to do is read. 
I constantly with you there, girl. am reading mm-hmm. a book. I don't care if I'm washing dishes or folding clothes or what I'm doing, but I am constantly listening to a book. Okay. Yep. I'm right there with you. Okay. This is Pam, I'm reader number two. I love <laughs> to read. I really do. I, if you want to get my attention, say something about reading. But my other one is that I love classical music. And so I'm very, very mm-hmm. much into that. I've been since I was a child, and that's really something special. I love going to the concerts put on by the Philadelphia Orchestra, the greatest orchestra in the whole wide world. Who <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sure. And so I'm, I'm very much into anything that um, is artistic. And then the third thing I like to do, you know what? I just love people. I love getting to know people and the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just kind of fun because there's all kinds of people everywhere. So I, I like I like meeting people. Cool. How about and you, Leslie? I love to read like those other two ladies, my friends here, my colleagues. Um, I'm reading not as much as them, but I'm reading. <laughs> it takes me a while to get through a book. And I also, this is going to sound weird. I love to have time with Dan because it's we, we have a hard time finding to have time sure. together. So. We, that is um, not weird. That is not we tr- weird. We try and go to lunch. <laughs> we try and go to lunch most days. It doesn't work out all the time. Or we'll go on a little adventure and go over to ship the items or go to the cleaners or go to the grocery store. So um, we do those little things. And like Pam, I love to have lunch with my friends. I just had lunch with mm-hmm. Sheila yesterday and it was the best time we had. And we laughed and, <laughs> you know, it's just great to get together. So. Hey, Leslie, if I was married to Dan, I'd, I'd spend time with him, too. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty awesome. He's pretty awesome. Thank, thank you. <laughs> okay, do we have another hand, uh, Chanel? We do not. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and start with the questions that I have for you, and that may generate more hands. I don't know. And I'm going to, for just for this, we're going we're gonna to go in the order that we started, which I'll, so we'll go with Pam first, if that's okay. Um. Pam, how do you feel women are represented in ACB and ACB leadership? It's a great question. Um, You know, it's very, very interesting because I've had the privilege of watching this over the years. And I was actually on the first Women's Concerns Committee uh, when it was created now many years ago. Where has the time gone? And I have seen the, the just how ACB women have come Oh, my gosh. One year when we had board elections, we actually called it the year of the woman because that's how many women got elected to the board. But what interested me was watching. I didn't notice. I didn't pay attention this year. But last year, I remember during the roll call how many presidents of the state affiliates were women. And mm-hmm. that touched me because I began to see the growth. But what I think is, is more important than just the representation is the skills that women are bringing to the organization and the opportunities that women are being given to use those skills to the advancement of our community. So what's, what's good is to have the women, but what's also good is giving them opportunity. So I'm, I'm glad to be an ACB woman. We have a majority of women on our state board. I was actually just elected to our state board. I'm a brand new hmm. board member, along with another woman who was at the convention this year, uh, Regina Brink from Sacramento. So uh-huh. we have like two thirds of our board members, I think now are women. 
So it's wow. really interesting. Our president is mm-hmm. is a man, but we have a lot of women on our board. So I can concur with what you're saying about about the number of women involved. How about um, Leslie? How about you? Wow, I have to go after Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Big slippers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Big shoes to fill here. Um, well, I think it's very interesting. I think women are more um, known in ACB. I haven't been in ACB as long as Pam. Um, I, I got in, it's funny, the first committee I was involved with was um, women's concerns because that's where I felt I wanted to be. And they did way back when, you'll remember this, Pam, um, the um, circle, you know, the um, oh, these, yeah. yeah, the circle. I where loved you, the circle. Yeah, I missed the circle. I where wish you would we go could, and share. Oh, yeah. it was great. Yeah. I wish we yes. could still do that. Yeah, that was really, really cool. And 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 then you know, um, I got involved with my teaching. You know, because that was my, you know, my love is teaching. And Dan was Mr. Sweaty, and that was our in two thousand and nine. So. <laughs> <laughs> we do Mr. Sweaty. But I think it's cool that, you know, more women are coming becoming involved. Um, I'm with Pam. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when the state affiliates were doing the roll call vote and there were a lot of women um, presidents. And that's really cool. And then, you know, Kim Charlson being our first pres- woman president for ACB. Oh, yeah. um, and you you just never know what's going to happen in the future. So, you know, I think it's, it's a great time to be an ACB. It's, it's, it's um, the one, maybe it's the woman, the year of the woman, you know, so. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Henry Roar. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Miss Hila. Oh, geez. Having <laughs> <laughs> to follow these two ladies. Um, you know, I was very impressed that we got some more women on the board this year. I think that was a very good thing for ACB. I think you are correct. The majority of the affiliates are women presidents. Um, I attend each weekly meeting of the ACB presidents that we have. And I would say the majority of them on the list that I have are women. Um, I think women are becoming stronger in ACB, and I think that's an asset to ACB, and I think ACB is listening to women more than they used to, Um, and I don't know why that is, because I've not been that involved in ACB for as long as these other two ladies have been, but I do feel that women are being more recognized. So, well, and I think I think a lot of that has to do with mm. the fact that the membership overall has the right to vote now. And I think that has helped. The yeah, women's sure. cause, so. I think mm. you too, you're in a unique position being a president of a state affiliate to see what's, you know, what's happening. Right. right. Of course. Okay. Now, this may not be a question you all want to answer. If you, if you choose not to have an opinion on this one, that's fine. Um, this was actually one that Anthony suggested, but I, I want to make sure that you know that you can, it could be a really interesting topic or we, you know, but just, just answer how it was, what, I, what level you feel comfortable with the recent Supreme Court decisions. And we all know what we're thinking of here, even if we don't say what it is. Um, do you worry some rights as a woman or as a disabled person are in jeopardy? Um, okay, this you, is Pam. I'll go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I'll you stick go my head in the on. news, right? Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, let, let me say this, and, and I think this is something for us to remember, that the rights of people with disabilities and the rights of women, and frankly, for all of us human rights, 
have been in jeopardy for some time. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget that because we go through our day to day. And frankly, it's not until something happens that we remember that whatever rights we have, there are people in this world and even in this country who don't have those same yeah, rights. That's true. So what I see happening with Roe v. Wade is an awakening relative to how precious our rights are and how we have to make sure that we guard them by being informed citizens and all ping because herein lies a lot of the issue. If certain people are in place, we're going to have to deal with certain things. And so getting out there and voting, I think is very, very critical to what we, what we do. So that's kind of my answer. Well, and you make me think of one of the things I learned um, when I was at the Malcolm X Museum was Mm -hmm. his distinction between civil rights and human rights. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that's huge. I never thought about it. But mm-hmm. he um, gave a speech, and I'm sure it's on YouTube. I, if you looked mm-hmm. up Malcolm X speeches, I can't remember. It was a fairly famous one talking about the distinction he makes, and I won't get into this because it would take too long, sure, between sure. human rights and civil rights. And you can't have one without the other. The human rights exactly. being more, the more basic rights. But mm-hmm. I had never mm-hmm. considered it in that way before. So I think that's, you know feeds into what you're talking about. Totally. Mm-hmm. I, that's what made me think of. Okay, Miss Leslie. I, I think what Pam <laughs> says is, is, is spot on. I, I think it's the person's choice, the individual, being disabled or not. I, I don't know if being disabled comes into it. Um, that's, that's the woman's choice. Um, I, I feel that the courts really, really, you know, it's, it's, it's a fine line there. I don't, you know, it should be your own choice. It shouldn't be the government's choice. It shouldn't be, it, it, it should be your own choice. I'm and, right and there things, with you. And things happen in your life. You know, you, life's not perfect. No, we're all not perfect. Um, and, and we try, you know, we try every day um, and, and we learn every day. So I think, you make choices in your life and you live with them. And I don't think the government should be making these choices for you. Thank you. I, uh, cause I totally agree with you. I, I think there are times when the, the government is in, is, is dabbling in areas where I don't, I, I think this is a very personal choice between a woman and her doctor. And I just don't, or maybe her family or whoever mm-hmm. she chooses to involve in her support system. Right. We um, do have a raised hand when you're Okay. Ready. I'm going to let, um, I want to let Sheila respond and then we will take the hand. All right. Go ahead, Sheila. Um, My response is pretty much exactly what everybody else said. If anyone has ever visited the Holocaust Museum in Houston, they have a human rights um, whole section that is, oh my gosh, it'll bring you to your knees. Um, I don't consider myself a disabled woman. I am a woman with a disability Mm -hmm. who has choices to make Mm -hmm. in my life and Mm -hmm. I don't feel the government's got the right to tell me what to do with my choices and my body it's my body exactly it's my choice it's my it's my choice and I do feel that we take and take for granted the rights we have and we don't use our rights to vote as we should so I'm gonna just 
leave it at that. And thank you for mentioning the woman with a disability because the women comes the woman comes first. Yes, ma'am. And we've got to always, always keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I didn't for think... me, I'm a little bit different with that one. Okay, okay. because here's right. where I start. Okay. I am a person who happens to be a woman who okay. is African American, who is disabled and a Christian. Now you okay. talk about a tossed salad. I'm one. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Oh, that's I wanted to start with the fact that I am a human being. Yep. That's yes. where I start. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. No, yep. that's good. But the disability is somewhere down the way. It's not what defines us. And I think that's what's just absolutely. And I, I, I'm ashamed to say that I don't think I gave that a ton of thought until relatively recently in my journey. I just, I don't know. I never consider, I never paid much attention uh, to where those priorities lie. Um, but I've never felt like a person who was defined by my disability. Um, well, and I will tell you, Andrea, a lot of times when I call someone <clears throat> and I try to explain something to them with their website or whatever, I say, I am a customer. Who happens to be blind? There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. a blind customer. Yeah. Yeah. I am a customer. Mm-hmm. I pay your salary. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm a cu- just like any other customer. Yep, absolutely. You just happen to be blind. Exactly. <laughs> and your website isn't accessible. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We've got hands, so we're going to, before I ask any more questions, we're going to take hands. Who do we have, Chanel? All right, so I'm going to go to people who have not yet had a chance to participate. First up is Tanya Fulford, then Herbie Allen. So, Tanya, you may unmute. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, Good afternoon. Hi. Hi. Um, I really had to say, I, I really agree with Pam. I'm also legally blind, and, you know, it's... You know, it's not really easy being legally blind anyway. I mean, you know, most people, they judge you, make fun of you. But, you know, I, I just let that go and said, well, I might as well just pray for them. So mm. <laughs> that's that's how it is with me. But, you know, I just go on about my business, you know, make sure when I go to the grocery store and, you know, make sure I got some food in the house and everything. So. You know, I'm not really caring too much about what they really think of me because I'm not in their shoes. You know, I just really wanted to make sure that I have something to eat. I have, a, you know, a bed to sleep on and, and, that's, and that's what it is. So I'm very grateful, you know, that, you know, God is watching over me. So I ain't got no complaints about that. Amen. Thank you, Tanya. Amen to that. Thank you, Thank my dear. You. And I can I say one thing? Of course. This is the reason why I love ACB community because this is the way how you can really get together virtual and have these conversations. And thank you so much, guys, for that. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. You go, girl. Okay. Uh, Herbie. Herbie and then uh, Lynn is after Herbie. Okay. All right, Andrea. Well, I want first of all, I do want to say that you're doing a great job with the Sunday edition. I'm really enjoying the call. Um, one of the things that I just want to really comment on is more of when we comes to the Supreme Court rulings and stuff, and when it comes to like disabled rights or really with anything, it's really important to understand the wording and context. And um, for instance, and this is where it gets an interesting issue. Like, I don't believe there was ever any like 
federal protections for abortion other than the Supreme Court ruling, you know, with the Roe v. Wade ruling, but there was no constitutional amendment, no laws passed by Congress. When it comes to disabilities, though, and what the Supreme Court essentially did is they didn't so much say that abortion was illegal. They just said, now it's up to the states to determine whether it is or not. Correct. Whereas when it comes to disabilities, we have the ADA and then we have, it needs some work and there's been a lot of work done to it. And I won't go into how complicated that is, but we do at least have some more federal protection. That being said, we still do need to be take a very active interest in, you know, how things go with legislation and stuff like that. So that way we do protect our rights and we need to make sure that there is no crossover. Like, you know, if the Supreme Court, you know, if if there's backsliding their position on abortion and, you know, that it doesn't cross over into uh, other things or whatever. And so I do think that we need to A, understand what the Supreme Court is doing and B, we just need to be very active and paying close attention and really try to do our best to understand the issues that affect us as uh, people with disabilities. And, you know, that's my take on it. And uh, great job, guys. So Great point. Uh, Great point, uh, Herbie. Thank you. Okay, Lynn. Next up is Lynn Corral. I have led with the blind thing, not the woman thing a lot of times, but uh, I have been, um, and I hate to say a curse word, I've been a feminist since the 1970s um, and very much into women's rights, gay rights, and, and other kinds of rights because I believe that you know, everybody should have human rights. And what you said was one of the best things about that um, tour, human rights versus civil rights, Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X. I mean, it was just absolutely fa- fascinating to juxtapose that actually integration was actually a white man's tool instead of what Malcolm X said was segregation. I think, um, you know, when it comes to blindness and being a woman, uh, definitely being a woman has always been very important to me in terms of our rights, in terms of um, how people, uh, you know, the, the, the lack of of parity in terms of uh, pay equity and employment and stuff like that. I mean, there's just so many things as a woman that I take very seriously. And um, I have always really um, uh, think that the women uh, on the stage here are are actually uh, leaders in in their, in their communities and leaders in the ACB. And I appreciate it. So that's what I had to say. Hey, lyrical. (laughs) Thank you, dear. Do we have any more hands, uh, Chanel? We do not. Okay. I'm going to go on and ask my next question, which is, um, it's said that women have it harder having to juggle families, careers, and their own interests. Have you found it more difficult to manage all these? Uh, Pam, I'm going to go start with you because you have have all these. (laughs) It sounds like... (laughs) I think you should go with Leslie this time. Oh, no. <laughs> no you know, it's, it's really interesting because not only is that something I deal with personally, but, but I deal with that a lot as a life coach and this whole idea of, of balance in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the real challenge. And, and it's also a challenge because everyone has to make that decision for themselves. 
So what someone else's balance looks like is different than what mine looks like. But I think what we get to do is when we get to set our priorities, um, we get to set our goals. But the biggest thing, I think we have to be comfortable with those and then live our lives in alignment. So in other words, somebody who says, well, I put family first, but you have no time on your schedule for family is is kind of out of alignment. And that's where I think you see a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the depression, a lot of damage done to relationships. But I know for me, I am very intentional. Um, I have to put things on the calendar, time mm-hmm. to talk to people by phone, time to hang out um, with the girls. I mean, that's as much on my calendar as the other things um, I need to do. And also for me, one of the things I do is I have no problems with unplugging. There are just times when I unplug from everything. It might be a day, a weekend, something like that. So I can kind of get myself together, especially when I think I'm losing focus. So for me, it has been very important to be um, intentional. And I only came through that to that with the work of a coach that I had who said, oh, you say these things are your priority, but I don't see any recreation time. Um, I don't see everything you go to, you have responsibilities. Yeah. You need to go to places and just your responsibility is to show up and look cute. <laughs> yeah, and I, your point is very well taken, Pam. Thank I think you. you've got to let go at times. Um, and I think that's true for everyone. I think, you know, it was, I hearken back to what Larry said in the first hour about not being at, and this has come up in our discussion of our state hybrid convention that we will probably have next spring is that the people who normally do the audio uh, and behind the scenes and hybrid work, they need to have fun too. And that, that they need to have time to enjoy why they're there, not just work. You know, it's not fair to have the same people always having to do those certain things and that, that, you know, they need to be a, 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 you know, able to have that that time to enjoy themselves and just be there, as I say, as a private citizen and not have to worry about, you know. Sure. So I and I think balance, I think you're so right. Balance is super important. Super important. How about you, Miss Leslie? You've you've alluded uh, to this a little bit. Yeah, balance and um, <laughs> you know, tr- and having lunch with Dan and doing our little chores that we do that 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 unplugs me because I'm a very task oriented, driven. I'm I'm a little OCD, as Sheila knows. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying a word. <laughs> I, I like my list, and I should check them off. And I, you know, I have a very structured day. Dan says it's 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 hard to get with me at some point in the day because it's 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 structured in there. But you know, it's sometimes you've got to unplug, and it's and it's hard, you know. <laughs> but the balance part is what you have to do. I really think at the balance part. The the nice thing. Um, Everybody jokes, but everybody knows where we love to go is Key West, and that's our unplugging. So uh, whenever we get to go to Key West, I just kind of unplug and and no responsibilities, as as Pam was saying. So uh, you know, it, it, it's hard though because there's you know there's a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. So it, it it's it's a progress. It's 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 a it's a work in progress for me. <laughs> I think it's for all of us. It's a journey, not a destination. Yes, yes. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. How about you, Miss Sheila? Well, you know, it depends on the stage of my life because when I was a wife and a mother, 
I didn't have time to unplug. <laughs> but now being an affiliate president, people think you're available 24-7. And, <laughs> you know, I literally, there's times in the day if I'm deeply involved in a book, I ignore my phone. I'm like, you know what? I'll call you back. And if you don't leave me a message, then guess what? I'm not going to call you back. So, uh, but I do, I, I do, I do believe we all need that downtime. I've had after convention, I had a couple weeks of pretty stressful time. And after national, I had a couple weeks of uh, stressful time. And right now I'm taking some downtime, you know, away from ACB and FCB and just trying to regroup because if you don't regroup and don't take some time for yourself, you're not going to be good for anybody else. Well, that's it. I I think when I was uh, back when I was uh, doing therapy and thinking that maybe that's what I wanted to make a career out of, which I didn't end up doing that, I would talk about the empty vessel. If you don't have any, if you're not refilling that tank, you don't have anything to give to others mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. have to, we have to refill that tank. Yep. Um, and people don't think about that. They're just on, on, on all the time. And this can be, I think any organization, not just ACB, you, you know, it can, you can, you, you can kind of fall down a rabbit hole. Well, you'll be burned out. And that's it. And then you won't want to do it anymore at mm-hmm. all, which would mm-hmm. be a shame. Yeah. That would be a sad thing. Sure. So we we don't want, you know, that's not what we want either. Right. So in order to achieve that, we have to work on that balance journey. I right. think that, you right. know, we got to. So Chanel, oh, do we, we have one. Yes, okay, okay. we do. Thank you. Terry Pacheco. Hey, Hi, Terry. Terry. Hey, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hello, Terry. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. I didn't expect to get a call quite so quickly. Um, I think that there's something that we all need to do first, and that is. Well, maybe it's not first. It might be more in conjunction. And that is to learn our own capacity. Mm-hmm. Excellent and, point. And, you know, a lot of times what we're doing as a responsibility sometimes is also our recreation. Um, That's true. Yes, it can you know, be. Yes. <laughs> I would want- okay, I'll let her finish first. Keep going. <laughs> We know where Leslie's going with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, but what I, I was thinking um, when you mentioned about your state convention coming up, for instance, I wouldn't want to guess how many state conventions I uh, coordinated um, in both in Massachusetts and Maryland. And you still manage to have, you can be running things and making sure that everything is, you know, that the dinner is going to be served at the right time or, uh, one crazy insane situation that we had one time uh, that you're watching to make sure that everything's all right, but you're having a good time at the same time. And I think that's, that's important. You know, I think being able to, to uh, be uninhibited with your responsibilities sometimes can actually be part of your capacity uh, to get a lot more done than we sometimes realize. It's not Andrea, always the case. Can I, but... can, I, can I make a comment on that? Absolutely. I Go have to it. say, Terry, I 100% agree with you. I love 
being at the Florida Council conventions and seeing that people are enjoying the workshops and going around and meeting people that I've never met and talking to them and seeing how successful it is. And I have to tell you, I grew up in a sighted world until 2002. And I... <clears throat> love being able to be myself now that I'm around sighted and visually impaired and blind individuals. And I love the fact that I, that I'm accepted for who I am. And, you know, you're right. It, it is a, it's an enjoyment to be part of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, but and I think, I, yeah, I think you have to figure out, uh, if if that's if that can recharge your batteries, you may still need time to. But I think Terry makes an excellent point. Sometimes those distinctions can get a little blurry. Uh-huh. And Andrea, it's Leslie. And yeah, go ahead. What she was saying about the recreation and, and <clears throat> the responsibility. You know, my teaching. It's 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 my recreation. A lot of people uh-huh. think that's really strange, but it's it's, it's my way of what I do every day. I don't miss uh-huh. working out every, any unless I'm really really down and sick. I don't miss working out because that's my, that's my way of recreation, my way of unplugging a little bit, but then teaching it is so cool because I've gotten to teach to, I taught for 25 years here in Florida to blind, to, to sighted people. Nobody was blind. Mm. No, nobody was blind. And I taught in about 10 different venues, gyms, gold's gym, world's gym, planet fitness, you know, all these different places. So if you think about that, none of my, none of my clients were visually impaired until I went to the community. And then now everybody's, and they taught me. So, so that's pretty cool. Well, and Leslie, I have to say, Oh, I just quickly, quick comment, Pam. I just, as a, I've hosted your calls and I'm amazed at your patience and your ability to explain and visualize these things. I think some of us have trouble, you know, we're remote and we're trying to figure out, okay, what is this position involved? (laughs) And you're really good at at making people feel comfortable um, with that. So you're able to combine those two things. That's wonderful. Thank you. Okay, Pam, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. What I was going to share was here, herein lies the challenge, particularly for us as women. A, as you all know, we're not all alike. And B, how we handle coping mechanisms differs. Mm-hmm. There are some women who will convince themselves that what is really a responsibility is recreation. True. And they have no time just to recreate. So, again, it goes back to setting your priorities understanding them and being comfortable with them in the world in which you exist. Because um, Sheila made a great point about the stage of life. You know, how you look at something as a wife and a mom (laughs) with maybe small kids running around is going to change. And also like the, like everyone has said here, that's why I struggle sometimes because I love the things I do so much. They don't feel like quote unquote work. Sure. They don't feel like a burden. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like a chore. I'm having a ball. The only right. problem comes up when I'm real tired. Yeah. What happens? You're, just, you're exhausted. So that, exactly. So I think Terry makes an excellent point that mm-hmm. each of us has to sort that out. I agree. It's a totally personal thing. And you look at somebody and you might think, oh my gosh, when do they ever rest? 
but maybe that's, you know, that's how they recharge. Mm-hmm. Can be, can be. Yeah, it could be. Okay. Uh, we do have, have another raised hand. Uh, yes, ma'am. Thank you. And that you. is uh, DJ Kessler. Go ahead, Debbie. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Go yeah. for it. Yep. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. Um, okay. This is kind of coming from me not knowing how to tell time. <laughs> so my my point being is I my line for my act what I do for work versus my my relaxation or my hobby tend to meld like everybody here. And and I think that um learning how to set time goals, like how much time you you know, when you got you got crunch times to uh get stuff done versus totally relaxing doing something in itself is very important. Um, in fact, I got in an argument with somebody about whether or not Jews should garden on the Sabbath. And, and I, well, you know, think about it. It used to be, be your form of food. And so you had certain crunches. And then, but if it's, you know, you're a therapist and you see people every day and and their issues, and then if you go home and garden, I think that's usually a, a relief for you. And so we have to put it kind of in perspective sure. as to how we do that. I have since learned to to broaden myself again um, and getting exercise and reading for fun because usually uh i read not like how to but theoretically how to and what to accomplish more um books and that and so i have to or or podcasts and i have to step away from that and i'm learning learning to to accomplish that and then get the physical exercise back back in because I'm finding that it's difficult to find uh, people who understand. I've been blind all my life, and I'm changing how I'm doing things. And how I'm doing things different has more to do with me getting old than it does being blind. And that's part of it, being blind, you know. But, no, my issues are getting old that's a whole nother yeah whole nother thing love it. that's another hour conversation yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, love that's right. It. is it dj or debbie i'd love i'd love to have you come to one of my classes since you're starting to work out so come think about it she calls her i call her debbie because i've known her for years as debbie gotcha. she, she calls herself dj okay so yeah well come to one of my classes yeah do debbie okay i'm Thanks, dear. to have you. Thank you. Okay. I have we one have last. another raised hand. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, actually okay. two. All right. Okay. So first up is Dan Spoon and then Jeanette Kutash. Okay, oh, Mr. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Hello. Hello, ladies. Hello, Dan. Hello, ACB women. Welcome. Well, first, what when you all were talking, what reminded me of when, you know, I was going through college and got my master's degree and, oh, God, it, it was, it was 
years ago, like, like 1981, right? Many so, moons ago. So I'm, I'm going through all the, you know, you know, you're going through all the job interviews and trying to get a job. And I was trying to get a job at what was then the big eight accounting firms. And so I only got a second interview at one of the of those big eight, and it was Price Waterhouse. And mm-hmm. finally, the partner pulled me aside and he said, Dan, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. But he said, you have to understand, we just hired our first woman last year. So taking a step to hire a blind person is just too far for us right now. And, and this was before the ADA, right? And before accessible tests and all that stuff. But I, it's always stuck with me because there is a parallel journey that we that we're on, you know, uh-huh. for for human rights, for for equality. And um, and, and so it's been interesting to even see this within ACB. Uh, so as Leslie said, the, the folks at the national level that said, hey, Spoons, we'd like to, we'd like to learn a little bit more about you and get involved. It was, it was, a, it was you know, women's concerns, which is now ACB women who reached out to Leslie and said, could you come to our convention in Orlando in uh, and, and teach some, uh, you know, aerobics classes and, and and Phyllis Bursons. I don't know if everybody remembers Phyllis. She was oh, the chair sure. of yeah, the committee sure. at that point in time. And and they were the ones who who actually reached out and got mm-hmm. Leslie and I involved in Orlando. In Mr. Sweaty. Mr. Yes, I became Mr. <laughs> Sweaty. I was the, I was the mannequin that, uh, that Leslie used as her demonstration of uh, how yeah, you could funny. get better at exercise. Get better next <laughs> Mr. Sweaty. Mr. Sweaty. Uh, but but then I've seen the evolution here. And, and I do think things in ACB, your first question there, Andrea, I think it is, I'm learning in ACB, things are an evolution, not a revolution, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, but what I have truly seen here over the last 10 plus years, as you all were speaking, I, it, well over 60% of our, our affiliate presidents are now women. So you can see the wave just coming, right? At least 65% of our committee chairs and vice chairs are women of our committees. And now you're seeing that we're up to, you know, seven members of our board of directors are women. So, so it's coming. It's coming because of the skills and capability of our members. And when I, and what I'm worried about, this is the other side of the coin. I don't know as you all uh, women, if you've thought about this at all, but as I get involved in the community, I I really believe conservatively 80 to 90% of the people that are involved in the community are women. Probably eighty. Be, yeah, I bet of, it's eighty. Yeah. I bet it's four out of, of every them, yeah, five. A lot of women. You're probably so, right, Dan. So the question yeah. I'm beginning to have is, where are the blind and low vision men? They're working. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I've had a few of my ACB Doing the women colleagues Please. ask me that <laughs> same question. You know? They're cooking lunch so we can be on our community. That's call. what it is. That's and right. So, <laughs> and, and so I do, um, you know, I, 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 I believe they've aged out. They've aged out. I do believe it's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I think, you know, the mm-hmm. efforts we're having around diversity, equity, and inclusion, I think mm-hmm. they truly are making a difference. 
the J.P. Morgan Chase Fellows typically mm -hmm. end up primarily being women for our future leaders that we're giving scholarships to. So it's it's coming, and I think uh, you know there will, will there will very soon be a day when the, the the majority of our members on the board of directors are are women and. And I, I would put a challenge out there, you know, men, you need to pick up your game. <laughs> and, Dan, and Dan, and Dan, I would say to you, yeah, um, you might need to reach out to next generation because there's a lot of men in next generation. When I went mm -hmm. to the, one of their mm -hmm. things um, mm -hmm. at convention, I was shocked. Now you're, you're saying how many women there are in any and everything else. But mm -hmm. now next generation, that's where the men are. So you might yeah. have to reach and out and to them. Young men. They're younger men. They're yeah, younger. And you're going to yeah. have yeah. to maybe, you know, and younger, that's the harder part is because, you know, when you're younger, you've got, you've got to really balance the life, career, family, and all that stuff, sure. you know? Yeah. So, but I but see that's know, where I think the, Dan, go ahead, Leslie, finish. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I just, I was just going to say, I think that's where the men are. So I'd look there. Yeah. Okay. And, and I also think something that we've been noticing, and we've said it for years, but now we can see it in an example like this, that our organization, ACB, and our blind community tends to be a microcosm of which, what is going on, quote unquote, mm -hmm. out there. Absolutely. Because we're seeing more oh, yeah. women CEOs of major corporations and in yep. all kinds of fields that we never even knew or thought a mm -hmm. woman would go into. And we're seeing that same thing as well. Plus the other thing, and I say this to you, Dan, but it's been true of other presidents as well, even the creation of opportunity and option. Mm -hmm. Because there were times when those opportunities were not available or made available to women. And I think that's been another piece of the pie is being able to step in or as what they say, uh, crash that, what is it, the glass ceiling. <laughs> you know, that yeah, well, I, I really <laughs> believe yeah. that's true. I, I think ACB, I will say our leadership has, has, has created, truly has created that welcoming environment where I mm -hmm. think people – do feel safe to take that risk, you know, because you are, you're weighing risk versus reward, right? Our, you know, I, I, I always, Leslie and I have this conversation all the time. What's the worst that can happen if you, if you take a risk and try something is you might fail, but, but boy, you not. but you might not and man, how it That's might right. change your life. And so right. I, I encourage that when we talk to the scholarship winners, which again are tend to be primarily women that's what's just wonderful is take the risk you know in and in acb there's such opportunity to take a risk and and, and it, it will pay off for you it's it's a wonderful environment uh to be able to take the risk to become a leader to become a chair to to get involved in a committee i i really do think it it is that welcoming environment where where everybody uh everybody's voice is heard and I, I have to I have to say just real quickly that I think women are more willing to be told no than men are. That's probably ah, good well, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we He's have in the safety in zone. Yeah. I know we have one more hand. I have one question I'd like to ask. We have about 10 minutes. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put this question out there and then we will take Jeanette in the last minute or two. But I, this is an important one to me. So this is the one last thing I'd like to ask. And if all of you can just comment briefly, how as a leader do you mentor other females and or leaders? Pam, I'm you want to go first? Yeah. 
want to go first? I, I wish she had a gun in alphabetical order. Well, no, it is alphabetical, Pam. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, Leslie would have gone first. Oh. Yes, anyway, yes, yeah. it's alphabetical. You, you ask a good question, and I, I really do think that that the best way that we mentor people, or it's part of it, but it's I find the best way is to be good role models. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. to walk the walk and as or walk the talk and, you know, just to be there. And, and in that being a good role model, I think it's good to be transparent, even about the fact that we're not perfect. We don't always uh, yeah, get it right. Absolutely. We have disappointments, ups and downs. And we also go through the same things in life that anybody else goes through, you know, loss of relatives or illness or aging mm-hmm. parents, you know, all those things. And I think that's what helps people when they can see it, quote unquote, in action. Thank you, dear. Okay, Leslie. Okay, wow. So mentoring. Um, I've been mentored by some really, really cool people. Um, Cindy Hollis, Sheila Young, and, and, and getting to know Pam at our convention in June that, here in Florida, which, which was a really wonderful treat to me because we're, we're both on the ACD Women Committee. And, and it's just been a wonderful treat to actually get to meet her. You, you, you know, you hear these people and you go, ah, oh, okay. And then you get to meet them and, and it's, it's really a treat and a, and a delight to meet people, but mentoring, you know, it, it's true. You, you walk the walk, you talk the talk. I think communication is the number one thing. Um, communicate and, and, you know, we're not all perfect. We've all, we've all had our ups and downs. Most of us has been in this longer than, than some of us. We learn from everybody else. I think just keeping really the lines of communication open, flexibility, as Dan likes to say, that one big core <laughs> value. Um, and, you know, just really mentor somebody. If, if, if they come up to you and they want to be mentored, you know, that's, that's an honor. That's, that's truly an honor because, you know, it's, it, it's, it's really cool, you know, and I just, I love ACB and the community and everything it's done for me and in my life and taking risks, like Dan says, and, you know, it's, I'm not a big risk taker and I've taken a couple of my life and they've, for wonderful reasons, worked out tremendously. So. Thank you, hon. Okay, Ms. Sheila. I think the key is learning to, learning about the individual that is, that you're looking at learning of of what their interest is, talking with them, having a conversation, learning who they are and trying to figure out where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, because we aren't all strong in every area. Uh -uh. And you don't want to put somebody in a position. You want to set them up for success, not for failure. Absolutely. So I think that's what I like to do. I like to try to get to know someone and figure out what they want to do, how much they want to put themselves out there, and then how I can help them do it. That is so great. And I I can testify to Sheila doing that. I've really learned from you to try to take people where they are. Well, thank you. It um, really have. Um, okay. We want to take Jeanette's hand. And we have one other person time okay. committing. But okay. first is Jeanette. All right, so, Jeanette, go ahead. Dan, while you were being told we can't take a blind person, I was being told we can't hire you because you can't read. And I had to let them know that I can't read print, but I can read Braille and I am an avid reader. Mm-hmm. But what I really wanted to say beyond that is I think 
and I don't know Pam, so I can't speak to you, but my guess is that it's similar for both Leslie and Sheila. Um, they have two qualities that I think are hugely important. Number one, they're both willing to mentor. Number two, they're both, they both expect that if you're going to learn it, you're going to learn it right. And in their own ways, they motivate people to do that. And I think that's really important because some people don't teach to learn correctly. They just teach and mentor to say, oh, yeah, 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 you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And with both of these women, and I, Leslie, I consider a very dear friend at this point in my life, and I do Sheila in many ways as well. Um, but without, you know, if it were, oh, you did fine without us discussing, like, this could be better if it wouldn't matter as much to me. And I think that that, that kind of motivation and mentoring is hugely important. Well, oh, thank you, Jeanette. Thank, Thank you, Jeanette. Yeah. You're welcome. And Pam, I wish I knew you better, but I'm sure you're the same. She's delightful. Yes, she absolutely. Yeah. Jeanette, okay. Jeanette, you are wonderful too. Jeanette has done a, oh, I just can't say enough about Jeanette. So thank you, Jeanette. Fabulous host. There. She hosted for me yesterday. Fabulous yeah, host. Yeah, great host. Yes. Great host. And she knows how to tell time, unlike me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I could yeah. almost teach her chair yoga at this point. <laughs> almost. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Watch out for me. <laughs> no, no. Okay, can um, can we take, Chanel, can we take one quick hand? All right. CFL Sherry Brunn, you may unmute. Oh, Lord. Hello, everyone. <laughs> no, Sheila, come on. Um, I Hi, first Sherry. appreciate Sheila sending the email about this call. And second, I want to comment on what Dan said. Um, and I think one of the reasons that there are so many women involved is probably well, because y'all are great, but besides that, it's the community calls that have been going on the last couple of years. Um, I've participated in some of it, and I'm the lowly non-member on the call, so, you know, whatever. But um, I also want to say, I think I think that these calls have been very encouraging to women. I realize there are both sexes involved in the calls a lot of times, but a lot of times it's, it's more women. And I think the fact that y'all have been there for, for each other and for me, has has been really encouraging. And I think that's why more people maybe are involved that are women. We're, they're more, we're more willing mm-hmm. to take risks. And then the second thing that I want to say is I think there is more cooperation between the two organizations than there ever has been in Absolutely. the past. Absolutely, yeah. And I would like to see that continue. I think both the presidents of both organizations have reached out to each other. And I think that's a really good thing. And I, I really hope it continues because <clears throat> I think we have way more that unites us than divides us. And then the third thing I'd like to say is, Leslie, I wish you had more exercise classes either on a weekend or earlier or later in the evening because I, I have to work afternoons and I can't ever participate. First really, Monday of really, the month. First Monday yeah. of the month, 730. You can come Sherry, to that Sherry, that was a great point about the two organizations, and I think you're totally right, and I'm, I'm happy to see it, because Thank there's you. unity and power and strength, and I think that's where we need to all go. 
Well, if you look at it, and yeah. if you look at it in the beginning, we started out united. So what the yes. heck? You know, yes, absolutely. We need to we need to work on that, and we need to not have the animosity that I've seen, and it seems less and less. And with you know, with newer people coming in and newer ideas, I think it, I hope it will change. Thank for the you, better. Sherry. Thank Thanks, you, Sherry. Take the time. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Sherry. We have we have come to the end of our hour. And it just went by so fast. I want to thank you three ladies so much. This has been fabulous. I want to thank Chanel, who did an absolutely outstanding job of keeping me focused Mm -hmm. and and letting me know about the hands and taking people who had not spoken yet, because that's important. I want to thank Byron, who's our streamer today. And I want to thank Anthony for giving me this opportunity. This has been really, really fun. Well, thank you, Andrea, for my first right. hour guest as well. Thank you so Thank you, much, Andrea. guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Have a good rest of the weekend. Everybody have a great weekend. You've been listening to Sunday Edition on ACB Media. Stream One. That's American Council of the Blind Media or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Episodes drop every week at 1 p.m. on Sundays. And you can email us at Sunday Edition AC, all one word, Sunday Edition with the letters AC at gmail.com. Let's brunch again together next Sunday.